all, welcome to another episode of The World's Team on Blogging Boys Network in partnership, as always, with SB Nation. I am Meg Murray, and I am joined by Paul Stewart. How's it going, Paul? I'm very, very well. How are How is yourself, Meg? I'm good. I am enjoying this uh, sunny Memorial Day weekend uh, here in Texas. It is hot, and I will be in a pool. The entire nice. Time. Well, it's it's not so much a uh, pool weather over here back in Scotland, but at least the sun. Well, actually, I tell a lie. I just opened my curtains and it's cloudy as hell. So I have been deceived by the Scottish weather once again. So <laughs> uh, that's I need a, I, yeah. I need to get back to Texas ASAP. That's what I'm going to say. I, yeah, I know these uh, months are going to pass by before we know it. So. Soon we'll be playing the Colts. <laughs> yep. Yep. Let's do it. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. So, oh, wait, first I need to ask you, uh, this is per Dave Hellman's request. He wanted to get your take on the Champions League today. Oh, okay. That's <laughs> a, so, so Real Madrid versus Liverpool, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm a Liverpool I'm, girly myself, just saying. I, so well, I I have well, I'm more of a Newcastle guy myself. Mm-hmm. But Newcastle are terrible. So the <laughs> next team up from that is Liverpool. So that's the team I will be rooting for because my uncle supports them. So I will be supporting them. And also, uh, there's a Scotsman on there called Andrew Robertson. He plays left oh. back for uh, Liverpool. So, yeah, um, I didn't know he was Scottish. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, Robertson Scottish. Yeah, yeah. Very so, cool. Yeah, so Liverpool does have a lot of good Celtic connections um, uh, with Scotland and Ireland. So that's kind of where my allegiance kind of goes to. Nice. Yeah, so yeah, so I'll be I'll be supporting Liverpool, but and also when it comes to Real Madrid, they just they're more or less more of a we'll just buy the best player every time and try yeah. and pay out the competition essentially. So I'm against that whole ethics of a soccer team essentially so yeah it's not not for me so one to Liverpool that's what I'm saying (laughs) you never walk alone hopefully uh the boys will bring it home for us oh speaking about that song that's also a Celtic song as well we sell it really yeah we sing that so I will send you a video once we've done this podcast it's, it's Celtic versus Liverpool back in 2003 um so last time we played against each other competitively and we're, we're the both sets of fans, Celtic and Liverpool, sang in unison. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, please send me that because, um, well, like I said, Dave was interested in your take today, so I'm glad we're all on the same side. Oh, but, yes. Uh, we'll, we'll enjoy that video for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Well, at least, hey, again, look at us in unison. We're on the same team, you and I. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> You know, just the world's team sticks together. That's what we <laughs> we have that going for us. I love the that. Cowboys brings the world together. That's what yeah. it does. Exactly. I feel like there's probably a lot, a lot of. If I had to guess, there's probably a lot of Liverpool and Cowboy crossover. Yes. Um. Funny they mentioned that. So uh, I don't know if you might remember um that that one of the original founders of UK Cowboys, Lauren Draperwood. Yep. She she is a Liverpool supporter, oh. and, also, and also she's a Cowboys fan as well. So uh, yeah, be shout out to Lauren if you're listening. Uh, hope you're well and hope the family's <laughs> don't doing all good. 
Yeah, I, I miss uh, hearing Lauren on your shows. So you should just bring her back one time. <laughs> maybe one day, maybe one day. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Whenever she finds it in her schedule. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. I feel like everyone there's, I was actually talking about this with somebody the other day. It's funny how like Americans choose um, like their soccer team of choice. Um, <laughs> I feel like it, tell me if I'm wrong. I feel like it might be a little bit like how um, people that, you know, live abroad uh, pick their football team. Like it's maybe. Funny enough, I actually had the discussion with one of my friends today when I was in my grocery shop and a couple of hours ago. I was telling I was telling my friend Stephen that I'm actually going back to Texas, yada yada yada. <laughs> and and I was trying to explain to my friends, like telling him the story how I would explain to my friends in Texas, saying, What's the difference between soccer? How did you become involved in that team? And there's this, well, we're kind of more or less like it's part of a tribal vibe, like you like you're part of it since the day you're born you're not given the option essentially to support that team it's either yeah. that it, it's it's like i for i don't know if it, it's it's so hard to say like you can't like for me i cannot support the other side of glasgow i can't because the whole religious thing and stuff yeah. like that and like it's a lot of it's a lot of like i think it's a bit of nonsense personally because i'm not well sorry sorry for offending I'm not much of a religious person right but it but in the way I've been brought up how I've supported the team it'd be very wrong for me to kind of change allegiances essentially and to remind everyone that Celtic are the Catholics yes Celtic are the Catholics and Rangers are the Protestants yes so and you're Uh, a Celtic fan and so that's that's where the religious part comes into play that's just like typically but obviously you don't have to be catholic to support (laughs) no no no, you don't have to be i mean i i know that there's there's plenty of a catholic based uh, ranger supporters out there Mm. there's there's protestant celtic supporters it seems to be it's it's a bit of an old uh pastime yeah but when you are set in stone of the team that you support, especially here in Scotland, that's the team you support. You don't like if people were to say, "Okay, why are you switching over teams and that?" You're just an absolute. The, the word is called a turncoat. Like that's <laughs> a what turncoat, yeah, yeah. A turncoat, I've, we've yeah. heard that phrase before. <laughs> yeah, so uh, it's it's kind of the same down in England where some Manchester United supporters started supporting Manchester City because now they've got a, a rich owner that was buying all these players they're becoming more successful so now they're becoming turncoats essentially <laughs> I'm um, trying to think of a football equivalent of that um I the Patriots and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that's the best honestly example. yeah that, no that's a perfect one yeah yeah, because ever since Brady left New England, he's like, oh, I don't know if I can support New England anymore. And then he's to Tampa Bay. And now he won a Super Bowl. He's like, yeah, I've always been a Tampa Bay fan my whole life. That's like, no, you haven't. <laughs> Sit down. Yeah, that was what I found like so funny about going. Uh, I went to the Tampa Cowboys game um, start of the season last year and being in Tampa and walking to the game and you're just like, there's a lot of Patriots jerseys around. Like they're not playing today. Like, what are you guys yeah, doing? Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you that's the. They the, love their Brady though. So. 
mean, I, I'm all for supporting a favorite player, yeah. but it's a bit of a, I don't know. As, as long as they're supporting the player for the right reasons, I guess, but you wouldn't want to see a player going to the opposing team. Yeah. Like, like say for like Dallas to the Eagles mm-hmm. or six, like, like DeMarco Murray, prime example, the <sighs> man of jerseys that were bond and all that like don't get me wrong i think we kind of maybe overreact reacted a little bit because um i mean i understand from a, I, mean, <clears throat> I can understand from demarco's point of view like yeah it's more money blah 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 but from a heart from right. a fan's perspective it, that was like a getting a knife for the heart essentially it really was well that one was particularly difficult for me um as a murray um Oh, <laughs> I, I was like so jazzed. I, I was like, DeMarco that. Murray, I'm going to have every single jersey and every single color. I love this guy. He's so good at football. And then he just turns around and joins the Eagles. Yep, that's a true definition of a turncoat. Yep, for sure. Yeah. Man, seeing everyone burn the Murray jerseys was a little painful. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That yeah, being said, it. if anyone has any lying around that they want to give me, I will still wear that. <laughs> Yeah, j- just say, yeah, I'm 29 years old and my name is Meg yeah, Murray. I would there love to go. be 29. <laughs> well, just, just keep telling people you're doing that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, I'm 21 plus 10. <laughs> if, I, if, I could, if I could fix my hairline, I could probably pass over 25 again. I think so. Yeah, <laughs> you agree wearing, with me? <laughs> keep wearing hats. I mean, your skin looks so nice. There's not a wrinkle on there. Oh, thank you. <laughs> But then again, if I do take my hat off, I look like 55 than 25. So <laughs> yeah, just keep the hat on. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Oh my goodness. Speaking of, well, not really speaking of. I was gonna do like a transition of like speaking of hats, because I am like, but no one can see that I'm wearing the true brand Dallas hat, which is a Dak Prescott staple. So that mm-hmm. now I explained it. So now you all get it. <laughs> But um, Dak had a press conference this week and um, he really, he said a couple things that uh, gave me questions for you. Okay. So he uh, was joking about how he was excited to have CD as a locker mate to like right next to him. um, So he can talk to him and get to know him better and like all that good stuff, which is exciting for me to hear, I guess. I mean, he was, he was joking about like how he um, was going to like bother him or whatever, like talk to him so much that he was going to get sick of him or whatever. And I was like, that's exciting. But like the way he was saying, he just like, didn't know him that well. I think that kind of. um, Yeah. That, that to me already, I'm like, so what's happened the past two years then? Well, I think, I mean, wide receiver one was Amari Cooper, was he not? <laughs> but, but, e- but even still, like, if you want to engage a conversation with a first-round draft pick, you know that's going to be yeah. the future of the franchise. Why are you not making as much effort? Or why is C.D. Lamb not making as much effort to get to know his quarterback better? That's yeah. my question to that. I'm sure they, like, tried, but, you know, when you're – your number one target is Amari. Like that's just going to take a little bit more of your attention. And it's not to say that he didn't care about CD, but he's like, he did make the point of saying like, I hope that this is my wide receiver for the rest of my career. 
So he obviously like sees like the young talent and how great he's going to be. So, I mean, there was, there was something that gave me pause in there. And then there was also just like, you know what, you're making a good point. Yeah. The positivity to the future, but I do question what happened in the past. Well, I mean, if, if you think about it, how do you feel like they, um, their connection was as far as, um, like when he did get targets? I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, the CD did have drop passes and stuff like that. That's not, that's, that is a fact. Um, there has been miscommunication within the offense. So again, for Dak to make a statement like that, to get, just to say, get to know him better, I'm, I'm a wee bit baffled to why, just if you're the quarterback, surely you want to know everything about all your guys. You're the leader. You should get to know yeah. everybody. So I do have that. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, there's no question that Dak is the leader of our team. He is a good leader. But I feel as though, he, if, that, if this is the case, I feel as though he's messed out a fundamental part of actually get to know his players that part. Better. I would say that um, I'll I'll reel it back a little bit because Dak does do a really good job of getting yeah. to know everybody. Yeah. Um, that's a lot of people. It is. Yeah. But I mean, okay. I'll give you I'll give you the a good quote here. My other locker mates left, so I was a little lonely with him being young. Hopefully, he's my receiver till I'm done playing. Just bring him closer. Right. More conversations. He's right there to talk and communicate. And then okay, he was for, just like, I'm going to talk his ear off. <laughs> oh, okay, from that, maybe from that bit of context, seeing that he's young, I can totally yeah. understand that. Okay, that, that's a fair enough argument. Maybe they need to make candles together. I think that might be the next step. <laughs> do what the old line do. They go out for dinners as a yeah. like, as, as a unit. Like you saw, oh God, him, like, I, don't know if they, I, I don't know if they still do it, mind you, since Travis is uh, retired, but Travis, Lyle, Zach, all, whoever's in that old line, they would, uh, they would have a turn a month or a week who's paying for dinner type of thing. Yeah. It's that bonding and sometimes they'll bring Zeke, sometimes they may bring that along as that extra just to get that bonding experience just outside of football, just to get to know them better. Yeah, I I just think, I think it kind of speaks to also, like, Amari was such a big part of our offense. Like, if you think about it, when I would see, you know, you're talking about people going to dinners and stuff like that, when you see them out, I feel like it was a lot of, like, Amari with, like, CD and them, like, and then it was Amari going out with Zeke and Dak and stuff like that. Um, So, like, he was a little bit of, like, the social glue. But also, mm-hmm. like, just such a huge part of, like, game planning and all that stuff. So, like, how do you see, like, given some of the, like, some of the stuff that's coming out like this, like, given that, and you, you've been watching OTAs a little more closely than I, um, like, what do you think this offense looks like without Amari? Completely different. Personally, yeah. I think it's completely different. In a good uh, way or a bad way? I'm not sure yet, <laughs> but because... I there's no there's no question that we're going to be focusing a lot more on the run, like from what we're what we've been doing, how we're positioning Tony Pollard and putting Zeke in together as well, and and just the way how the type of offense, the, I doubt like so like I said, uh, Tolbert and 
like so gal they're going to be your kind of deep route guys cd yeah. can be a mixture of a deep route and slot or whatever and there's even talk about like so schultz even pu- pushing a bit further out wide like not as a tight end role, tight end role mm-hmm. and use like of like jade ferguson as that run block tight right. end having that two tight end role so there's a there's a lot of the way how you're piecing all uh, piecing all the players together in terms of how you're situating them. It does kind of support the need for the run game. So I don't know how. Uh, like it's 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 really hard to say. I'm I know I'm kind of spiraling off into a whole new um bloody dimension when it comes to offense here. But um, but the answer to the question, I do feel it's going to be a lot more different with Amari. Obviously, with his presence, obviously, that's the most yeah. obvious It's going to be but- glaring not to see him out there. Mm-hmm. I think, um, I mean, my hope is that, you know, they, um, I know she's, my dog loves to, uh, anytime I start talking, she's like, what are we doing? We're going to hang out. Um, <laughs> but sorry, to get back to the point, um, I think that like, obviously with Cooper not being there, it's going to be like, I want to see Kellen really like utilize CD, make him wide receiver one. I want to see all those guys step up. I think the, the way that it looks different is like, does he get more creative with like those options when he's not just trying to force feed Amari Cooper? Yeah. And I don't know, I don't know going forward and stuff like that, but I would want to be playing a lot more short passing game, deep routing right. game. That, that I mean, and that's the thing about Amari. He was designed to be that deep route guy or like or create a separation, like go deep and, and come back into the middle. Like he, he was the guy to break up plays for other players. We don't know who's going to be doing that. Like CD Lamb will grab obviously all the attention, but is he the type of guy who's going to break up defenses and allow the, the extra space, like, allow room for other players to get those catches we don't know like i do generally believe that the way kellen has year by year now he has become more randomly selected when it comes to his targets it's not always going to be first it's run 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 it's no it's not going to be a typical jason garrett and and this is no disrespect to jason garrett but he he was kind of predictable it was like Run the ball, mind. run the ball. Then it's going to be either throw it to Dez or yeah. throw it to Amari, and that was that. Uh, there was or in the one-off play in red zone, it's likely going to be thrown off to the tight end, depending what the play was. Like it, it, it was very rare where you had like some players like a Beasley or I'm going that I'm going back in time here, like Terrence Williams and stuff like yeah. that. It was very rare you would actually see them get targets. It was always mainly like. Like put this in the comparison, it was like your Aaron Rodgers to your Devante Adams. It was always kind of that scenario mm-hmm. with like Tony and uh, Dez and Dak and Amari at the start. But you're now yeah. seeing a shift. Now it's like the number of catches or number of targets is now getting distributed out to everybody now to keep defenses thinking, which I don't completely agree with because you need to keep defenses on their toes 100%. But it's you're taking a big piece of that puzzle of that def- uh, that offense, and how we're going to evolve that. That's where I, my question marks are coming on top of my head right now. I'm not sure how that's going to work. 
Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> also our new staff writer, Brandon Clements, uh, wrote a really fun article um, about Noah Brown and how he is the Swiss army knife of our offense or that he could be. And he that has is absolutely a great analogy. Yeah. Like, and so like, just think of like all the things that this is, this is the Kellen that we want to see the Kellen that got the OC job is the guy that like got creative mm-hmm. um, and like used guys in like different ways. I would love to see a little more like Tony Pollard action, even like, in the passing game and get Zeke involved and stuff like that. Like let's get weird. Yeah. Yeah. And but even, even when you put it from the statistics, even though we were kind of rated as one of the top offenses last year, there was still a stigma. It didn't feel like we were, if that yeah. makes sense. No, it didn't. Like, it didn't feel like we were the top offense. You would still like, personally for me, I would still put like so the bucks above us and stuff like that. But, but right. it, it's, from a statistical point of view, yes, we're number one, but it didn't, it just didn't feel like we were that. Uh, yeah. It's hard to kind of it's hard to describe it. You know what no, I mean? You're right, and and I think you can also Dak admittedly admittedly said that he um, was uncomfortable, like towards the end of the season, and that showed too. So I mean, yeah. that kind of maybe that does speak to why they were a little lackluster and boring. Um, in their like play calling, but that's still, I mean, there's a lot of things that like speak to this year being fun on offense. Um, even though like, obviously, um, a lot of people have, um, I think, what was he, the quote, let me grab it real quick. Um, I had it pulled up. Okay. Everyone keeps saying that they've taken a step back, which I think you can probably all agree with from, or they on paper at least. Yeah. From a, from a personal paper point of view. Yes. But there's still a lot of question marks. We don't know. Um, like is Gallup going to be the same player coming back, even though despite he got the new contract, yeah. what are we going to expect from Jalen Tolbert? He is going to be getting thrown into the wolves essentially from a uh, game one. Um, is, is Blake Jarwin going to play an absolute ball of a year being on a, the, the, the contract he's on yeah. the franchise tag just to earn that extra money? Because we just saw David and Joko, for the Cleveland Browns, who is pretty much tight end number two, may I add, going for $56 million for four years. Yeah. Which is insane. Absolutely insane. I'm I'm sorry, but who, like, is the Cleveland Browns got, like, free money to give out? To, I think they do somehow. Like, <laughs> And, I, like, their like, quarterback's not even going to really play. Yeah, yeah and... Because Austin Hooper is definitely their tight end number one, and he's probably earning a hell of a lot less than that. But I, I just don't get me wrong, and Joko is good, but he's not. He's not been. I know we're talking about the Browns here, but but yeah. comparison to Dalton Schultz, like Dalton Schultz must be thinking right now. It's like, huh, okay, and Joko, I've probably got more better stats than him in the past two years. I could probably earn, I don't know, sixty million dollars for four years. That's something like that. You know what I mean? Like. I wouldn't like fifth when you especially after like, last year. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, it, if I oh honestly, I think like 
for this season, just thinking about this season alone, Dalton's going to play and ball out, I think, personally. But yeah, because he's playing for that bigger, bigger contract, obviously. He is. So. Would you call him Dak's like safety net? I feel like oh, he's absolutely. kind of stepped into that role a little bit. He, he, like, he's like from a, a player that was actually at one point potentially getting cut at one point when you yeah. had Witten, Witten and Blake Jarwin there. Mm-hmm. Um, now he's just just came on leaps and bounds since he was given that when Jarwin, unfortunately, yeah. Blake Jarwin got injured. Uh, back in 2020 and and he's just evolved like so off the charts evolved like you wouldn't expect that like from a college player going into the pros that quick it was like being a fringe player then all of a sudden being a that safety blanket for your tight uh, for your quarterback whenever the, the situation was always down in your favor so a lot of credit is given to um, uh, I was about to say Jarwin there, but uh, Schultz. Um, he deserves a lot of credit. It, it personally, I think he does deserve that big pay break for that franchise tag. Absolutely, yeah. But but when you're a more wide after next season, where Trump's like, I don't know. I would not want to spend any more than I don't know, like seven or eight million a year on a tight end because I just. When you really right. break when you break down in Joko's contract, it works at roughly about oh god, I'm trying to do math here, fourteen million a year. That's a lot of money, a lot. Right, and we don't have that kind of money, um, especially and- when we're talking about the cap. Yeah, we exactly the darn cap. <laughs> um, Ugh, I mean, especially cap. when you when you think about how they didn't really they didn't really want to franchise tag him because they didn't want to pay him this much. And they, it was likely that he was going to be playing somewhere else. They kind of banked on guarantee and getting Randy Gregory. And that's why they made the move on Dalton. So it's again, and this is again, as, as much I love the Dallas Cowboys, but that was a big error on the front office. I do feel like. Yeah. We, and we, they were just like, we have to have a tight end. So we need to make this happen. But, Which I mean, he's good, but yep. but now with this and Joko news, it's like right. even trying to give Dalton Schultz the contract right now, even though he's on the franchise, we can still give him this longer term deal and cancel out that franchise tag. I'm assuming that's um, true. They they are it, able to get a deal done with him if you know it works out. Yeah. So, but I'd be very skeptical that's going to happen now because he knows seeing, he can make money. That's the thing. That's the problem. That's the problem. Yeah. Now. Yeah, he, uh, he sees that. He's like, you, like, people need me, so they're going to pay me, and if you don't want to pay me, then I'm going to go get paid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, it's and that's the that's the business, the NFL, get as much money as you can in that short space of time. Yeah, truly. Um, so there is, we had some uh, unfortunate, like, injury news this week. Um, first and foremost being, actually, we should probably go with the, not not lesser, I wouldn't say, but we don't really know what's going on with him. You, you mentioned that um, who was wearing a boot on the sideline this week? <laughs> yeah, so um, James Washington a couple yeah. of days ago has been wearing like a, not a cast, but like a a, a support for his ankle or yeah. shin or his foot, his left foot. And already, and obviously I think there's been reports of Tolbert missing 
a couple of practices and stuff like that. Uh, I'm I'm pretty sure that was I'm pretty sure that was what was reported. I could be wrong, um, but it's it just doesn't sound like it's a promising start to the wide receiver core. Uh, with yeah, OTAs. just as we gave them their flowers a little bit. <laughs> yeah, now we have to come down back to reality, saying, <laughs> oh, it's but yeah." But in all fairness, though, wins are not controversial before any like pre right. like training camp or anything. It, it seems to be the Cowboys' way. It just seems to be one thing that always just stands out. It's like, oh, we've yeah. got nowhere receivers going into training camp or something like that. Or we all love to pretend like our house is on fire a little bit. Like we have to freak out about this one thing, and it's the end yeah. of the world. And then, yeah. chill, people, chill. Right. Right. Yeah. So I mean. Going into camp, it's just something to keep an eye on. I'm, I don't mm-hmm. believe, I don't know how serious the James Washington, you know, um, I don't, injury I don't is. think it, I don't think it's that serious. I'd probably um, just keep like rest your ankle. We're all, we're none of us are wearing pads. Like, let's chill on it is likely where they're at with that. Um, I think the bigger news, obviously, is Tyron Smith having back problems. We knew that was coming. Yeah. I mean, it is not, it's not a surprise. Um, and you know, you'll hear people say a million times over. And so I'll tell it to you now. Um, his 75% is better than a lot of people's a hundred percent, which is true, but we know this, he's not going to play every game he's, this year. He's not, he's no. like, like Statistically, uh, let me just bring up Ty- uh, Ty- Tyron's actual stats up right now. So, so, or yeah. can, no, but, you're good, but yeah, it's so it seems to be. So, he's been with the Cowboys since 2011, so that's like over 10 years now, yeah, right? Over 10 years, and, and he's still that good, <laughs> he's, he's still that good, still that good. And let me get where's his, where's his stats? Where's his stats? Come on, where are we? I mean, it just speaks to like the longevity of his career, like that he's able. And again, I mean, towards the end of his career, which is where we're at. And we all know that um, you can tell, like, he's just going to have to have games off and you're going to have to reconcile that. That's why it was that's I think that's the biggest thing that made me so irritated with um, them putting themselves in that situation with like having to draft like a big O lineman um, when like, if they had just hung on to Collins and then also like added to the line, like, I think that that would have made me feel better, but I mean, it's not about me. Yeah. Um, uh, wait, so, all right. So here's the stats right here. Yes. So from 2016, since um, Dak's rookie season and Zeke's rookie season, He's played 13 games, 13 games, 13 games, 13 games. In 2020, he only played two games last uh, back in 2020 and only played 11 last season. So it's a constant theme. Yeah. You're, you're, he's missing now 25, no, no 25. But, 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 yeah, just, just under 25% of the season, he's missing out on games. Right. And they're, they're up there selling me that they're going to have a complete line and they include Tyron in that and as they should, but you know, he's not going to play every game. So you're going to have to like put the pieces together and make that line work. And in that process, what's happening to Dak? Is he going to hit the ground? Is he going to get injured? 
that's why the O-line is so important. And that's why you don't like pick pieces out and like hodgepodge them together. Absolutely. Or modgepodge, I think is the actual term, but still. Man, yeah. it, it, it's a major concern. Like I'm it more, I, like, don't get me wrong. When he is on the field, great. It's wonderful. But I, I'm more generally concerned about his actual physical well-being now. Absolutely. Like, like I'm not really caring about him being on the field now. That's I wouldn't where, have been mad at him if he retired. Honestly, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be too. Like, I would not be mad about it because I want to make obviously sure. Obviously, hurting a lot. Absolutely, <laughs> it's it's been that since two two thousand and sixteen. So yeah, he's, he's had something wrong with him nearly every year since then. So, but even it's still, obvious that he really wants to play. Mm-hmm. Um. So, I mean, it is his decision, It's, but it is clear that, like, it is taking a very serious toll on his body. And so it's just something that um, they're going to have to find answers for um, in the season because he's not going to play every game. No, 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 yeah. you're, you're absolutely right. And I think that's why um, Malitsko has been playing left tackle yeah. at some points. And, uh, and I think it wouldn't be a surprise we'll be having – a Tyler Smith shifting out to tackle as well, and some yeah. some snaps during out throughout the uh, training cab and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So it'll be People um we're okay. getting their um panties in a twist about Tyler taking um second team reps. I think that's a whole lot of nothing to worry about. <laughs> that's just a, that's just a lot of mishmash. Yeah. That if anything, it's a good bonding experience with other guys as well. Like, as him getting familiarized with everybody, yeah. as, uh, personally for me, like Absolutely. when I, like for me, I, I was never d- disheartened when I was playing with second stringers or, or being up a yeah, bit first. I was just happy getting reps. That's yeah. what you're. Sh- that's what you should be getting. Ha- that's what you should be happy get about is getting the reps in the field. You focus on yourself getting better to be what yeah. you need to be. Yeah, and I think I mean they're gonna put a focus on him during camp and we'll see what he's made of. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm still going to go, to go towards this whole, um, a narrative I'm going right now is where I'm not going to make any impressions on any player that we've drafted or signed till yeah. game one after game one. Okay. So, cause obviously I've had my criticism with some players out there <laughs> and I've, and, and I've, like you could still talk about the draft. There's a bit right. being question marks in there, but overall, you can be happy because we filled the note what they need and stuff like that. But there is those question marks, so I'm gonna have those question marks answered after probably the preseason games right. and game one. So I'm gonna keep that close to my chest right now and just gather as much knowledge and a uh, like watch the game film as it progresses and see. Okay, you know what. I see. We, I see why you drafted him. I can see why you think Sam Williams is going to be this great star that you guys keep talking about. Right. You know what I mean? That's so, what, sorry. That's I, why I, I was laughing. Is the the Sam Williams thing? I think I'm going to have to like. I'm going to think of you every time I hear his name. So <laughs> anytime he sneezes, I'm going to be like, Paul. What'd you think? I mean, don't, I mean, don't get me wrong. He, he's a good player. I, I yeah. just do. Ha- I do have my questions about him in terms of. I know like, you're allowed to criticize people. It's okay. Yeah, I mean, 
haven't played it, but don't get me wrong, I am not the same level as Samuels when I played, but I know when how to, but if there's one <clears> thing <throat> you need to know is how to keep your, your body lower, like, try and be the lower man. But he was yeah. just too, like from watching the footage and his game film, especially against uh, Oklahoma uh, yeah. back last year, his whole body, like even though he was so upright, his physical strength kind of helped him in that part because he is just a physical juggernaut. There's no doubt about that. And that's one thing I do love about him. But if he can just keep be that 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 lower guy, he could probably beat guys that are so much faster. So if he can improve on that type of thing, great, fantastic. So that's one thing that I'll be keeping yeah. close eye on is him getting lower and also his lateral speed, like his doubt, like straight line speed, great. But him to change direction in case the QB backs out, like bootlegs it, that's when things might start to slow down because he hasn't changed it change pace a different direction that's where yeah. that's if we can improve on those things then we, we've got ourselves something potentially special in the in the coming future yeah i mean at the end of the day we're all judging from our couch so <laughs> we'll, we'll see how it goes um all righty paul tell the people where they can uh interact with you and talk some cowboys football yeah, guys. So you can come for a uh, come follow me. Uh, <laughs> you, you can you can follow me on on uh, Twitter and Instagram at I am P Stew, uh, and yourself, Meg. I am at Meg Murray with four R's on uh, Twitter and the old Instagram. So come interact with us and let's let's talk it out. You know, let's figure out what this offense is going to do. Let's figure out the O line together. <laughs> yeah, and, and please, uh, just uh, when when's the podcast goes out, get your comments in. We'll uh, we'll feedback on it, and yeah, yeah, rate, review, subscribe, um, and check out the Blogging the Boys uh, network on wherever you listen to podcasts. We have something every single day. We also have lots of content coming for you on bloggingtheboys.com. So check us out there, and we will see you next week. See you next week. <laughs>